0: Welcome back to the Money Pick Podcast brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo. And today on the show, we're joined by certified financial planner, Justin Pitcock, for a discussion about GIA's investment portfolio performance in 2023. And process. Oh, and the process. Yes. Okay. I <laughs> Okay. So, Um, when we want to welcome Justin, it's always great to have you here, man. This is always fun. Yeah. 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 We're coming to the end of 2023. We just, we're excited. It's been a great year. We're way more excited to talk about this this year than we were at the end of 2022, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair. So, um, but investment advisories and, and brokers are all over the country are very excited about the way, the way the market has performed this year, even um, with headwinds like threats of recession and higher interest rates, which is probably part of what caused good performance, but all these things that came at us this year, and the stock market has really, it's really done phenomenal done well. So, Absolutely, yeah. We want to talk a little bit about performance and process. Any is the SEC going to have any problem with us talking about this, Justin? Well, we're going to give you the facts, Okay. and we thanks. took
1: screenshots so we can back this up. Okay, good. So maybe good. Com- compliance will let this go live, hopefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> However, we should say at the outset that past performance does not guarantee future results. That's right. and but Justin will. No,
1: <laughs> I, I would if I could. Yeah. And, and we should also say that each investor has a unique experience and... Even if we're investing in the same strategy, you could have different performance than somebody else, and it comes down to timing. Timing does matter. Also, time in the market matters. So the length of time you're in the market and the time when you add money in the market matters. That's right. The best time to add money is when everybody else is fearful. So buy when others are fearful, sell when others are greedy. That's a a Warren Buffett uh, slogan right there and something I think that's really good to, to live by. So just keep that in mind, you know, everybody's going to have a different experience and it has to do with when you initially make your investment or when you've contributed. So even if you're invested in the exact same investments, you can have a very
0: different experience. Great point. Great point. So, all right, there's our disclosure. Great. I love it. (laughs) We have disclosed no promises. Yes. But these are facts. Um, So,
1: you know, it's been a phenomenal year. The S&P 500, as of uh, the end of the day yesterday what is today uh it's, it's <laughs> december 15th so right. as of so, close of business december 14th yes all right so the s&p 500 was up 24.89% the Ooh. dow jones total us market which is mid-size companies and small plus the s&p 500 okay so it's the you know the the whole the whole pie if yep. you will that was up 24.65 market. Uh, the the
0: MSCI XUS market indice that's like the Morgan Stanley something I just index. know it by MSCI yeah, MSCI yep. yeah okay <clears throat> so they they it's basically
1: the rest of the investable universe out there with the U S component taken out mm-hmm. that's up thirteen point one nine and the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index is up four point nine nine. So it's had a rally here the last month. It was kind of flat for the year, but
0: it's really rallied strong over the past 3 and or 4 weeks. Barclays at what um what did you say <laughs> aggregate bond aggregate bonded is that the that's the total bond index. That's
1: well that's the US bond index. US bond index. Yep. index. So it's a good measure. It's what we use as a measure for the US bond market. Got it. Um okay. so everything's up. That's great. Um and the S&P 500's leading the pack here. So um a lot of folks come to us and they're like, you know, you know, why why is my account not doing as good as what I'm seeing on TV? I heard the S&P 500 was was up so much whatever, but my account's up less. Yeah. So we'll take a look at their portfolio. We find out, well, they're investing in a global portfolio. Global, as we've just talked about, hasn't done as good as the S&P 500 this year and actually it's been that way for probably over a decade. Right. And so here at, at Goodwin, we have a U.S. bias because of that. We prefer uh, to invest more in the U.S. And, and history, the last decade has shown us that if you were invested in U.S. companies only, your portfolio would have not only done better, but been less volatile. So the times when the market was down,
0: your account would have been down less. over, over the. We're looking back over like the last decade. So so a normal person would say, well, then why would I want to be in a global in?" Global right. investment portfolio. Why? So, how come I'm in that? It's preference, but yeah. I mean, the
1: recent data, recent is in like last 10 years, 10, maybe a little over 10 years, has really supported this domestic bias. And so we have most of our clients in U.S.-based portfolios. Yeah. And I'm going to brag a little bit. We just pulled up some numbers and uh, some, like our aggressive accounts that are benchmarked against... The Dow Jones Total U.S. Market, which includes small and mid cap stocks, so it's not just the 500, the S and P 500, but we've got some client accounts after fees as of the end of, end of the day yesterday up 28.91 percent in a aggressive in a, aggressive account portfolio. Okay, so you know got a good little margin there. Um, some of our more conservative accounts because they have bonds at it. To that, it mm-hmm. depends on how much bonds we have in the, the portfolio. Yeah, those have performed less. I mean, twenty eight point nine ones, phenomenal. Yeah, but when you add bonds, and we talked about the, the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index basically
0: being up five, so the more bonds you have, the lower your performance would be. And that's how we <clears throat> are it's part of how we take. Oh, you want an aggressive portfolio? That's great. Or you want a very conservative portfolio? It's a mix of those equities mix. and bonds. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the more conservative you are, the more bonds we would add to your portfolio.
1: And over over history, this this the rationale here is that they're they're lowly correlated assets. So the more uh, bonds you have, the less volatility volatility you should have in the portfolio. Twenty twenty two was a year where that that correlation uh, wasn't. Well, they, they were highly correlated, which was the problem last year. Right, But most uh, market meltdowns, you'd be glad that you had bonds in the portfolio. And even like this year, the outlook for bonds is fantastic. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to invest with your goal in mind, your time horizon in mind, and make attack or strategic asset
0: allocation decisions based on your time horizon and your goal. You that, don't, yeah. Let me say something. That is such a great point because I have spoken with 20 somethings who would consider themselves very conservative investors. I just want to put it in a conservative portfolio. And this, that conversation leads us to risk tolerance and risk capacity, right? Right. When yes. you're in your 20s, you have so much time to tolerate volatility until you're 60, 59 and a yep. half, 65, whatever it is, that a, a, a very aggressive portfolio is actually a conservative play.
1: For for that type of individual, because yeah, for that, they, they've yeah. got this high future income potential, yeah. And you know, you got someone close to retirement; they don't, you know, the length of retire or length until retirement that that future income uh, window is less. So we need to start pulling them back, you know, pulling back the reins at some point, unless like you have other income sources
0: and you can stay aggressive, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit more aggressive than the average retiree. So can, can <clears throat> you go back to something you and I were talking about this yesterday that you just mentioned that the bond in the bond outlook is really really positive right now. Yes. Run me through that math really quick, okay? Because so, I didn't fully capture about, it yesterday when you said it. So <laughs> about a month ago, yields yeah. on on bonds
1: were close to six percent. Okay, on the Barclays AG, maybe five and a half, six, somewhere in that that range. And this uh, really smart guy showed this to me actually, and mm-hmm. it, it just it stuck with me, but. Basically, if interest rates stayed the same, you would have earned roughly 6%. Whatever the yield is, Mm -hmm. if rates stay the same, that's what you're going to make on your bond portfolio. Right. So let's call it 6 If rates go up by 1%, then you would break even because the price of bonds would decline in correlation with rising interest rates. Got it. So um, to... Not get too too fancy here. Or, you know, there's a lot of other variables, but we're going to try to keep this simple. So yeah, let's you. say <laughs> rates go up one percent. Okay, you you lose roughly six percent in the value of your bond portfolio. We're just talking about the Barclays AG as, mm-hmm. as an example here. Yeah. But if rates decline by one percent, you would get about a six percent increase in the value of your bond portfolio because bond prices and interest rates are
0: inversely correlated. All right and so, and the reason the markets went nuts a couple of days is because the Fed indicated they may be done raising rates yes. and expect three or four interest rate uh, reductions yes. in 2024. So the market goes bananas and you're sitting here with a bond at 6%, potentially that's, lower lower future rates, which is going to ri- raise the price of bonds. That's right. So
1: so the outlook when we were looking at this maybe a month ago, you know, basically the the math worked where if interest rates stay the same you'd make six. If interest rates go up by one percent you'd make zero. You get you're getting the yield but the price of your bonds declined. But if rates go down by one percent you get twelve. You get or close to twelve. You get the yield plus price appreciation. So you know with my crystal ball which is not always right, <laughs> you know the, I, I would think the outlook for bonds was somewhere between six and twelve percent over the next say call it twelve months. Really and the math supports that but you know there's a lot of other other variables to take into consideration so you know i'm not
0: guaranteeing that or anything <laughs> right. <So Yeah>. economics <laughs> is the but is the assumption the math that, supports it yeah so. economics is the assumption um, that people mm-hmm. act rationally and we know that R- people absolutely. don't absolutely yep so. <laughs> yep so
1: um so anyways all that to say you know uh bonds play an important role in a portfolio the more conservative you you are the the lower uh uh, risk capacity that you have. Yep. Well, the the more conservative we need to make your account. So our conservative accounts, um, even our most conservative accounts, were were or as of the end of the day yesterday, up about nine uh, nine and a half. Jeez, which is still
0: outstanding.
1: Right. I mean, still you know, there's a large uh, percentage of bonds in there, so we're we're really blessed this year. Um, the the you know, it, it's it's due from last year. Last year' performance, uh, the overall market, the market was. The market was terrible for stocks and bonds, so this is a rebound year, and we're just blessed
0: that we're doing better than our than our benchmarks here. Yeah, and, and I just want to throw something out about <clears throat> that that most conservative account you just mentioned up nine percent in twenty twenty three so far in twenty twenty three versus the S and P, which is about twenty four percent plus change. Yes. And and you would say, why would a person want to put money in a in a really really conservative Um, Account like that. Well, somebody that is really near to retirement, or is retired, or is has plans for this money short term. Short Short term, term. yeah. They want to keep it really Mm -hmm. safe. Um, Don't want to be subject to the volatility of the S and P five hundred, like a like a twenty year old can can tolerate. And so we have these options for them. Mm -hmm.
1: And and a retiree retirement's a long term goal. You know, if you're retiring at at sixty, you know gosh, hopefully you live, you know, 90 plus. Okay. So 30 plus years. And that money actually needs to be a little bit more aggressive than what we consider a conservative portfolio. Yeah. Because retirement is a long-term goal, but in, in the, in our most conservative stock and bond portfolios, that's typically when that time horizon's a couple years out and maybe it's, they're, they're saving money for a purchase of something, you know, like a, a, a rental property, or that, you know, some kind of investment property, mm-hmm. and they just don't have the the uh, risk capacity for that money. So, That's right. um, anyways, awesome. So, uh, we're really blessed. that performance has been great, and, and you know, there's no future guarantees on on where this could be next year. But you know, I, I think it really comes down to having a great process. And so, we started working with a team at Fidelity. They they help us with our strategies. They help us uh, kind of with two different components here. Fidelity has capital market assumptions, which that's basically a forward-looking assumptions on where certain asset classes, certain areas of the market, how they would do in the future. So, you know, six months out, 12 months out, they actually run these projections out 20 years Mm. and we allocate capital based on those forward-looking assumptions. And then that there's a separate team that helps us select which funds we're going to use for each category and they rate over 7,000 funds and the top tiered funds get rated or well, reviewed on a quarter on a quarterly basis. So okay. um, we match the best performing fund or the best rated fund. It may not be the best performing fund, but best top rated fund in each category and, and then build this portfolio based on these forward looking assumptions. I have to say this, this team at fidelity has been fantastic uh, working yeah. with and we feel like we certainly nailed it this year. So that's awesome. Um, obviously, there's no promise on performance, and each person's experience is going to be different. Oh, but come on, Justin. No. <laughs> promise us something. Give yeah. us some.
0: Can All we right. use the G word?
1: I can help you with come financial on, planning? All right,
0: we have control over that. Yes. <laughs> okay. But no guarantees. All right, if you say so. Yeah. So, yep. I appreciate it. And the, you know, we hope to make our compliance guy laugh a little bit here and there. So, <laughs> because he was just on the edge of his seat listening to this one.
1: And and if you you know, want a second opinion on the way your investments are performing or your financial plan, we're happy to do that. You know, the call to action here is schedule an intro call. Yeah. Um and so you know, you you'd
0: have a call with uh, one of the ladies on our team. She would fit you with an advisor and would be more than happy to help however we can. Yeah. And we have this F SORPA right now, the free second opinion retirement plan assessment. F-Sorpa. Easy, easy for you to. Persian. Say. <laughs> it is. We just rolled it out, but check it out um, on our website, goodwininvestment.com. Click schedule a call and we will happy to talk, happy to talk it through you, with you um, for free because as financial advisors, we love to provide this kind of information. Yes. We manage and rebalance portfolios, but in the end, there are unique values that we have individual planning conversations about our clients' goals because they're all so unique to each individual. Individual. So yeah, that's awesome. Jason, Justin, what's your name? Justin. (laughs) Jason today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, thanks for being with us and uh, have a great Christmas. Thanks. Merry Christmas.
1: The Money Pick Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations.